Welcome to episode four of, of Make a Difference Mama with Cindy Stallnecker. Today I'm going to tell you a little bit about my grandma. Now my grandma died about three years ago and I actually gave the eulogy at her funeral because she and I had a special relationship. So I want to tell you about nine things that uh, my grandmother did that made a difference and I hope that you will be blessed. Everything I need to know, I learned from my grandma. Number one, stop and smell the flowers. And if there are not enough flowers, plant more flowers and make beautiful arrangements with them. Many people in Arkansas do not know that every Sunday for almost 30 years, my grandma would create a flower arrangement for her church in Mexico, Missouri. She and grandpa grew the flowers, which included just about every kind you could imagine. She could tell you the name of each type of flower and how much sun it needed. Her sunroom in the house in Missouri was filled with baskets and vases and that green foam that you put in the bottom of the vase to hold the flowers. Grandma didn't think that she did very much, but her flowers were a blessing to others. She used her talents for God in a way that glorified the creator of those flowers. When she was in the hospital, I attempted to make her a little arrangement of silk flowers to brighten her room. She kept asking me what kind of flowers they were, but I didn't know because I had just picked out the most colorful purple and pink ones. <laughs> Number two, learn to share. When I was little, we lived in Germany and Grandma and Grandpa came to visit. and We traveled around Europe. Now, we were camping and ate mostly at the campground, but one time we found this little pastry shop and all picked out a sweet treat. I picked out what I thought sounded delicious, a plum tart. Little did I know that it would taste like prunes. I didn't like it, so Grandma traded me her pecan pastry, her absolute favorite, and ate the plum tart instead. Later in life, she would share with all kinds of charities. Many Christian organizations were blessed because of her giving. Number three, make friends with animals and animal lovers. Grandma didn't really care for most animals, yet she married a man who loved to hunt and fish. Grandpa fished, mostly catfish, and hunted many things like squirrels. Although she was a great cook, she did not touch his hard-earned catch of catfish. The deal they made was that Grandpa had to skin and clean them outside by himself, and he usually had to cook them outside, too. Later in life, when fried catfish became a popular meal, she would stay home from the Senior Citizen Center for the day if they were having catfish for lunch. Number four, make sure your hair looks good. Grandma was always getting a perm, always trying to have her hair look pretty, and she even told me in the hospital, at least I just had a perm. This perm's for you, Grandma. Funny thing is I just got a perm back then, and I just got a perm now, a few weeks ago. <laughs> Number five, keep the important things. Really, just keep everything. Grandma lived through the Great Depression, so she liked to save things and collect things. It was not unusual for her to bring home her drink from the fast food restaurant and wash the cup, lid, and straw. She also kept all rubber bands, bread bags, paper sacks, safety pins. You get the picture. There was also no way she was ever going to run out of toilet paper, paper towels, bars of soap. She also had more than enough food, canned, boxed, and frozen. She didn't want to run out of cereal, so she had a backup box, and her backup had a backup, and then there was one more for good measure. In her garage were two very large freezers with all kinds of food. Mom and Dad often joked that if there was ever a nuclear attack, we would just go to Grandma's house and she would have plenty to eat. Number six, feed your family and feed them well. Grandma and Grandpa had a large garden and grew many things like tomatoes, corn, green beans, strawberries, watermelon. Every year, Grandma would can vegetables and fruit like peaches, green beans, pinto beans, everything. 
They froze the strawberries in the corn, and the corn especially was such a treat we only had on special occasions. It was like our family gold. Grandma was also a very good cook. I remember her making bread and homemade rolls and watching them rise under the towel all day in the kitchen. It smelled so good. No one that came to visit my grandma ever left hungry. In fact, she probably would get out the special plates and tablecloth if someone came to visit. Number seven, love on your family. We all have stories of how grandmas took care of us. And I can remember one summer in particular when Doug, my brother, and I were staying a few weeks with our grandparents that I had really bad pains in my legs. She called it growing pains. The pain was really intense at night and she would stay in my room and rub my legs until I was able to sleep. Some of you know the story of when my grandma came to take care of me as an adult. About 17 years ago, I found out I had a brain tumor. And after the initial surgery to remove it, I had complications and needed a second and third surgery. About that time, Emma, my daughter, was about 18 months old. So Grandma and Grandpa came to stay with us in South Carolina. My 70-year-old grandparents did the toddler wrangling since I was not allowed to pick up anything heavier than a coffee cup. For those two months, Emma and my husband Dan and I received lots of love and attention from Grandma and Grandpa. Grandpa tried to make my yard pretty, among other things, and Grandma did all the laundry, cooking, and cleaning. Grandma had certain days that she would do certain chores like laundry, and one day, Emma kept pushing her toy back and forth on the carpet. Then she would move and do the same thing, back and forth. She even moved the door and pushed her toy back and forth behind it. We really didn't understand what she was doing until a few days later when Grandma got out the vacuum and did the very same thing. Those were special times, and I will never forget the memories that we had had or the joy that we had despite my circumstances. The most basic things like cooking dinner and bathing the child became a bonding experience, and Grandma never acted like it was a burden, but instead something that she was supposed to do and loved doing. She seemed to have supernatural energy and health at that time also. Number eight, keep on going and don't complain. As a middle-aged adult, Grandma had some unusual health dilemmas. She had some pretty bad shoulder problems and had to do exercises for many years, but that didn't stop her from teaching Sunday school, arranging flowers, working in the garden, and cooking meals for anyone. She also had some pretty severe skin infections and had surgery at the Mayo Clinic. She had the doctors baffled and suffered for many years with multiple deep and painful skin blemishes, but you would not hear her complain. She just did what the doctors told her to do and kept on doing her life. She could have refused to leave the house or felt sorry for herself. There were times her life was pretty hard, but you would not see her have any pity parties. The only thing we noticed was that she did not like to have her picture made. (laughs) But that was inevitable in our family, especially if you know my mother. So she just went along with it. Number nine, pray for others. In the body of Christ, I think my grandmother would be a knee. You see, she was a praying woman. There, especially at the end of her life, after Grandpa was gone, she spent more time in prayer. She loved her family and prayed for her sons, their wives, her grandchildren, their spouses, and her great-grandchildren by name just about every day. Her greatest desire was for them to all come to know and love the Lord like she did. You see, she didn't have religion. She had a relationship with the Creator of the heavens and earth. There are many of us here alive today that have benefited from Grandma's prayers, and some of us will never know how much. She would hear about someone in trouble and pray about it. There were a few people that she would ask about every now and then because she'd been praying for them. She had a family member for whom she prayed over 50 years to accept Christ, and I can still remember how excited she was 
when she told me that he had finally accepted Christ. She told me to never give up. She knew that God had heard her prayers and answered them in his perfect time. I do not grieve for her, but I grieve for the world. Who will take to the prayer closet now? And who will pray for the lost family members and friends fervently like she did? I hope that we all will. She was the real deal, a Proverbs 31 woman, clothed with strength and dignity. Now, I'm not saying she was perfect. None of us are. But she read her Bible every day and loved the Word of God. She knew the truth, and now the truth has set her free. Grandma believed Psalm 62. My soul finds rest in God alone. My salvation comes from Him. He alone is my rock and my salvation. She did not hope in a family tradition or a fable or even a good person. Her hope was not just wishful thinking. She knew that hope was a person, the real person of Jesus Christ who loved her. She knew that God is real because she felt him keep her company those last years since Grandpa had been gone. And God helped her in her weaknesses and gave her strength when she had none. She believed Psalm 37, Commit your way to the Lord, trust in him, and he will bring it to pass. He was her joy, and now she is seeing him face to face. Before she died, I told her that I would see her again, and I know that to be true. I will see her again. I guess the biggest thing I will remember about my grandma is that she taught me about what matters most. It matters how you treat people. It matters that you pray. It matters that you know Christ. She taught me to use my talents for God, not for man's recognition, but for his glory. And she taught me that life isn't easy. In fact, we're promised that it won't be. But that is not an excuse for complaining and not doing what you're called to do. Grandma is receiving her reward in heaven, a great big mansion with lots of rooms. Grandma, we have found you faithful just as our Savior has found you faithful. May we who come behind you be faithful too. I hope that these stories about my grandma have blessed you and made you think about your own life and how people might remember you after you're gone. And I pray that you can make a difference in your life and always remember that God has a purpose for you as long as you're alive. May you have a good day.